and today we're going to be talking about how do we build self-esteem in our children. And we've got a scenario that's been uh, given to us by a parent. Um, he writes in about his eight-year-old uh, daughter who is becoming increasingly shy, sensitive and embarrassed. Uh, he writes, she's always been slightly introverted, but since changing schools, she's become even more so. I've watched her with her friends and she's so shy that it can come across as rude. Uh, she was up so upset the other day and wanted to ask God why she's so lonely. Broke my heart. Her younger sister is the full-on attention-loving kind. So what's the best way to help build confidence in one without overbuilding confidence in the other? Mm. That's a hard one, isn't it? And I think, I mean, this dad, he's got it right. He's, at least he's recognised mm. the issue and he's recognised that there's stuff we can do in the home that can help our children, um, you know, grow in self-esteem. And I think it begins, it begins with us and it begins with us giving them um, that sense that we love them for who they are, um, full stop. Not for what they achieve, not for what they look like, not for what they can do, but we love them unconditionally. And that sounds easy to say and much harder to put in practice, but that's, that's where it begins. I but think. I think you're right that this dad is right in taking it seriously. Yeah. You know, this has always been important, but in today's culture, it is desperately important. Even kids as young as, as eight are in a world where they're already being judged mm. by how they look, uh, what they achieve, um, the, the explosion of social media, they'll be putting photographs on, they'll be voting on how pretty that one is. So the role of the mum or dad at home, single parent mum or dad at home, telling that child you are loved anyway, building self-esteem, so it is absolutely vital. We're almost in a war situation, honestly, I think, where the parent is really desperately trying to bring balance uh, to a child's life. I mean, it's interesting here, isn't it, that one of the children has got this confidence and the other hasn't. So how, how do we sort of help, help that scenario where you've got one that isn't, but one that is, um, but, and so they've got different personalities you're yeah. dealing with? But you know, Sarah, sometimes even that can fool us because the child that's, that's got that confidence may have it because, you know what, they're attractive, they're academic, they're sporty, but that's a heck of a burden to carry through life. Yeah. And, and even that child needs to know that they're loved, accepted anyway. That real love and real friendship is much deeper than that. So although the, the, uh, the outward one can fool you that all's well, it is actually important with both. Absolutely, absolutely. And also for that dad, um, I think if, if maybe we have one, maybe we have to, however many children we have, if they are all seemingly, um, you know, bobbing along, got a good self-esteem, feeling positive, we can sometimes think that we're great parents and, you know, that's what we've done. But that dad, I, I bet, has done the same thing for both those children and um, one is just a bit shyer than the other and that's about personality and it's, it's working with that. Do you know the strange thing over the years we've sometimes seen the scenario where you have a child who is by any standards pretty handsome whatever you want to put it they're sporty they're academic you think they've got it all and their self-esteem is so low mm. somehow even they you know are struggling in that whole area it needs to be a bit deeper we're building into our kids a sense of worth for who they are not what they look like not even what they achieve and it's not easy because we want them to achieve we want them to win the races we'd love them to be top of the class nevertheless we're balancing that with you are loved anyway you are value anyway and we can sort of spot, there can be moments to do that, you know, if they have, um, 
I don't know, got an exam at school, if it's sports day at school or whatever, um, being able to, to tell them, you know, that we, we love them whatever and we're really pleased that the effort they've put in. Um, and maybe being able to do that before the results come or before the race or something. But you wrote um, about that in your book, didn't you? About, about praising effort, not just achievement. Yeah. They had, one of our kids was a member of the, just the local football club. And they had this amazing, amazing medal ceremony um, at the end of um, the season. And it was fantastic. They had they got medals for all kinds of different things. And there was Coke and crisps and all the parents would be there. And everyone was dead certain that um, our son was going to get the player of the year. Because that was the, the medal, the, the kind of trophy that everybody wanted. And I still remember, um, you know, sitting there and as it was announced, and he didn't get it. Mm. Someone else got it, a complete outsider. And then having to talk to him about that afterwards and, um, you know, in a way that dealt with his disappointment. And, and not, so it wasn't saying, hey, it doesn't matter um, at all, but saying, actually, you know, um, there, are, there are other things that are important. And of course, you're disappointed and building his self-esteem. Interestingly, in a, in a previous podcast, we talked about values being uh, caught, not taught. And how much is this about our own self-esteem and and what we value ourselves and our confidence because if, if we're someone that like values achievement and do that is that going to come across to our kids that that's important and they need absolutely. to absolutely you know if the way we comment on how other people look you know i saw this was a teenage magazine but they had helpfully ringed in red the cellulite of the stars and as they see us respond to or make comments on how people look, mm. they'll take that on board for themselves. So it's very, very important, I think. And I think dads, it's so important for dads to kind of affirm their daughters in particular, because I think that, you know, our, our daughters get their, their sense of their <coughs> femininity, their worth from, from their dads, don't they? You know, I, I've written a, a lot, and most of it has been saying when I've got it wrong. So can I, can I flag some of what yeah. I seem to have got it right? <laughs> Katie, my daughter, she's got two kids of her own now, and she's a lovely, lovely, lovely girl. And she, she took me aside the other day and said, you know what, Dad, when I walk into a room, I feel pretty confident and I feel pretty fine. And I, I thought to myself, why is that? Because I'm not particularly extrovert. I'm not pretty. And then she said, I realized, and she said a lovely thing, the first man in my life made me feel special. Oh. And it's a nice thing. And I say to dads, I, the only reason I mention it is to, is to encourage dads to... The first man in my life made me feel special. You look nice. That well done. Good job. And and uh, you know we use the phrase in care of the family. Catch them doing something right. Mm. Good job. Well done. That that lifts a, a sense of worth. Absolutely. And the character thing. Spotting. You know when they're generous. When they're kind. Yeah. Um, our daughter was always so generous when she was little. When she came back from a party, um, you know they have a little party bag. And she just couldn't help herself. She'd always share all the sweets and then there'd be none left for her. And it was always happening. And actually, I love that in her. And so spotting that and saying, you're such a kind and generous girl. You know, the way you, the way, and being really specific about it, the way you, I saw you share that. And I think they spot a mile off. We, this isn't about just heaping compliments on them when they're not genuine. But when we really see, you know, something in their character or whatever, we can, we can, we can praise them for it. And you talked about dads earlier. What happens if dad's not about? If dad's not about to sort of reinforce that message, what can uh, lone parents do in that scenario? Oh, well, do you know what? We, we, we've worked a lot with lone parents and do work a lot with lone parents. And I can remember lone parent mum saying to me, she said, you know what? I, I'm not so kind of um, self-contained that I won't let other people into my kids' mm. lives. Um, other guys, as long as I trust them, 
and my kids trust them uh, to talk to my kids and, and, and other friends and, and we're in it together. And she, she got together actually with another couple of lone parents. One was a single parent dad actually. And together, do you know what? Hillary Clinton wrote a book about raising kids and she called it, It Takes a Village. Mm. And in truth it does. And that's especially so with the, with the lone parent. But in truth, none of us can make it on our own. We need friends, we need people coming into our kids' lives. And, and sometimes, especially <clears throat> with a more difficult child, perhaps somebody when they, when they get into the, the early teenagers, someone will come alongside them. It might be a sports coach, it could be a teacher, who will just bring something out in that child that we've not been able to. And we ought to be glad to take all that help, I think. Yeah. And if grandparents are around, grandparents um, that's yeah. a very important role, isn't oh, it? Oh, let me tell you my favourite <laughs> story about that. It was a little boy and he came last in all the school races, last in everything. He even came last in the egg and spoon race. And as he's trudging off, his grandmother put her arm around him and said, you were the only little boy whose egg didn't fall off the spoon. Oh. Isn't that good? You all need a grandmother like that. You certainly do. Wow, that's Can wonderful. I put a fly in the ointment? Go on, This then. is a bit difficult, but there is a bit of a danger with this self-esteem thing. The worst thing you can have, though, is a child with very, very high self-esteem but actually has totally disconnected it from any sense of achievement and real worth. So we're dishing out praise, whether or not they do well, mm. if they do badly, if they don't try, you, you, you know, you, you, and, and that's not a healthy thing. So whenever possible, it's a hard tightrope, and I'm sorry to introduce it, but you know, just to have a child with very high self-esteem is not the goal. It's to have a child that has value within themselves and believes they matter, irrespective of achievements, but still has the grit to try to do their best in, in each situation. Mm, That's why somebody wrote that book and called it Parenting is Not for Cowards, because it's <laughs> not easy. So any tips for people who are, are thinking about this, how to build self-esteem? Perhaps their child is shy or perhaps they don't have high self-esteem. What tips would you give from your own experience? Well, just practically, I'd say try and spot them doing those things, right? Try and spot those times where they have, they show character, um, they show strengths. Um, and when they mess up as well, just talk to them about it. And um, in that way, um, try and convey to them, you know, that they're, that they're valued and they're loved um, for who they are. And I'll tell you something that gives a child a wonderful sense of worth, and this can only work as they get older, but it can work when they're quite young, is ask their opinion on things. Yeah. What would you do about this? Even quite difficult things as they get older, what would you do? What, what, what do you think mum should do? What should dad do? And suddenly they're engaging, they have worth. I am somebody, my opinion uh, matters. I think those are very, very valuable things. Yeah. Great top tips. And do try that at home and let us know how you get on on our Facebook page. We'd really love to hear from you. And if you've got a scenario that you'd love us to discuss, then do write and let us know what it is. And if we use your scenario, then we'll send you a copy of Catherine's fantastic book. If you forget everything else, remember this, Parenting in the Primary Years. A great book. But for us, that's all we've got time for now. Um, but do join us again next time. From all of us, goodbye. 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 You have been listening to the Parent Talk podcast for the primary years. For further information about our courses, resources and events, please visit us at carefortheFamily.org.uk.